All right, so I always look forward to this conversation because I like smart people, and he's one of them. Charles Franklin, director of the MU Law School poll, joining us in the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Their big newest poll released yesterday. Good morning, Charles. Good morning. Good to be with you. All right, so I saw some of the numbers. Some good news for people like Nikki Haley, because if she was uh, head-to-head with Joe Biden, she was up by nine points. What are some of the big takeaways from your release yesterday, the latest edition of the MU Law School poll? Well, I think the first would be a very close race between Trump and Biden and a close race between DeSantis and Biden. Uh, Biden leads Trump by two points and DeSantis leads Biden by two points. Both of those are, of course, within the four and a half percent margin of error. So you'd be justified in calling this a toss up. Nikki Haley does so well, largely because voters don't react to her negatively the way they do react to Trump and to DeSantis. And I think we see that in that a third of the respondents said they didn't know enough about Haley to have an opinion of her. So that when she was paired against Biden, Biden's weaknesses shone through a bit more, whereas when it's Trump against Biden, there are real strengths and weaknesses and strong opinions on both sides of those two. And as a result, we get closer to the toss-up that we see. I'm sure if Nikki Haley got the nomination that we would see the race tighten very much with her as people found out more and as the things they uh, learn to like about her and the things they dislike about her become more cemented. As you look at the race sort of setting up, we still haven't had actual votes cast in primaries, but you know, polls obviously are a big indicator of the strength of, of campaigns. People have actually withdrawn from the Republican nomination because of their failure to capture the imagination or the votes or the enthusiasm of voters. So at this point, you know, basically a year out, what are what are the numbers saying to you as someone who looks at the metrics of races, looks at the numbers related to polling of elections? Right. Well, I think on the Republican side, it's pretty clearly a three-person race at this point, with Trump 20 points ahead of DeSantis um, and Haley a bit behind DeSantis, too. None of the other Republican candidates get more than 3% support, and we just haven't seen movement for them, while we have seen movement up for Haley, but also pretty sharp decline in support for DeSantis. So there has been movement there. Now, the caution here is that historically, we have often seen substantial movement in the polls in late November through December, prior to the first votes in Iowa and New Hampshire. Once Iowa and New Hampshire vote, then it's a real scramble in, the, in, in history. Uh, things can turn around quite a lot once those first votes are cast. Bottom line is I would watch the poll numbers in the coming two months and in early January before the Iowa caucus on the 15th of January. But at this point, Trump seems strong enough and the lead substantial enough that it will take a real major change on the GOP side um, to upend Trump. Not saying it couldn't possibly happen, but we really just haven't seen anybody emerge to really come close to him. DeSantis, who was the strongest against him back in the winter, uh, has only gone down in his support over time 
not showing signs of rising. I was going to ask you this because I was looking at some of the favorability numbers of not only the presidential candidates, but some of the local officials in Wisconsin, state officials. Does favorability always sort of match the the numbers that people say they will vote for them, or does that not matter? It it matches closer with job approval. So Biden's job approval and Evers' job approval are within a couple of points of what their favorability is. The vote can differ, though, because think about it this way. Um, the people that dislike both Biden and Trump are 18 percent of this this poll. So we're talking about close to one in five voters that really don't like either of the leading candidates right now. That means that doesn't predict their vote very <laughs> right, well. Right? Right. Yeah. Uh, not surprisingly, those that like one and don't like the other vote almost 100 percent for the person they like. But it's and, and very, very few less than one percent approve of both Biden and Trump. So one of the keys going forward is to watch that group that are double negatives, the double un, un, uh, unfavorable people. Um, in 2016, that was a pretty big group, and it broke for Trump. Mm -hmm. In 2020, it was also a pretty big group, but it broke for Biden. So where are we going to see that over the next 12 months? And possibly, does that number go down as people focus on the race and decide they really do like one of them better than the other? Charles Franklin joining us on WTMJ now, talking about the latest edition of the MU Law School poll. So I, I was mentioning to a journalist that I was going to have you on the program, and he, he wanted me to ask you this question, so I'm going to ask it. We saw what happened Tuesday in elections across the country, a good day for Democrats. Does that necessarily translate to your work with Wisconsin polling? Did you see any of that in in your numbers? Right. Um I think there is a divide between the Tuesday results that we saw, which were mostly pretty strongly and good for Democrats, with only the exception of Mississippi, where the Republican governor won re-election. I think those results Tuesday showed the continued importance of abortion as an issue. Mm -hmm. And abortion as an issue in the Virginia legislative races, as well as the Kentucky governor race and and, of course, the uh, Ohio referendum on abortion. So that's a strength, a continued strength for Democrats and a continued trouble point for Republicans in how they've dealt with the issue. Um, but that said, we don't see any evidence that Biden's job approval is working its way up. In fact, it was about three points down in our poll compared to June. Um, and his strengths and weaknesses as a candidate are often in other areas. He is seen as better on abortion than Trump is, but Trump remains better on uh, the economy and better on the immigration and the southern border. Uh, so these are issues that, again, we'll see how they work out over the year. I think some of those fundamentals, especially on abortion, help the Democrats, but it's not clear yet that they will boost Joe Biden himself i think i've asked you this question every time i've talked to you on on the show and is the challenges of polling as as people have moved away from landlines obviously that's pretty common now most people have the smartphone cell phones has that issue gone away for pollsters or are you still wrangling with some of that uh the issue has not gone away but we've shifted our methodology 
we now conduct about 70% of the interviews online using uh, your smartphone or your tablet or your um, laptop, if anybody still uses laptops. Um, and the reason for doing that <clears throat> is that we can now work from the registered voter list for Wisconsin and have a pretty high percentage of that list contains an email address and a phone number. And that means we can reach people by sending them an email by, uh, with a link to the survey, send them a text message also with a link to the survey, and finally, if we don't hear back from them, then we call them on the telephone. Mm. And we ended up with seven, 693 respondents that we interviewed online and 215 that were done by telephone with live telephone interviewers. Is, so we're still going after the telephone, but we're pleased that people like to do it online. That way they can do it conveniently when it's a good time for them instead of when we call and interrupt their dinner, <laughs> which we don't really want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and we're getting, I think, good response from that, from this new methodology. Is 900 generally your sweet spot for your for your polling? We've generally been doing 800. Right now we're running a little higher, around 900. Partly that's because we're shifting the methodology, and so, of course, we're evaluating how well the method works, and a little higher uh, sample size helps with that. Um, I suspect we will stay in the eight to 900 range for its sample size. And because I always pay attention to your polls, when's the next poll out? What will the, any different things you'll be asking those respondents? Well, we're releasing a national poll next week, but then we're going to wait until after the Iowa caucus in January. So we'll be back with both state and national polling after the caucuses, after the actual voting begins in January. The real votes come in, yes. After the races, <laughs> yes. After the races until November. Charles Franklin, director of the MU Law School Poll. Always great to talk to you. Appreciate your wisdom on this subject. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Charles Franklin from the MU Law School Poll.